Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is a thrill for me because I'm welcoming in my favorite analyst in all sports. And maybe it's because he's on the call of so many big Cuse games over the years. And, you know, he's working with all these great broadcasting talents. McDonough, Iron Eagle. I don't even know who else this guy's come across in the last 40 or so years. But he is the gold standard in college basketball. And remember him for years with Sean McDonough and Jay Billis. Now he's killing it with Gus and with whoever over at CBS the great Bill Raftery. Coach, John Jastrzemski, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great, John. You bring back some great memories. Because you, you mentioned the cues and uh, what comes to mind every time they ask Sean or Jay or myself, you know, what game stands out. It's always the Syracuse-UConn six overtime. Uh, it was just a, a thrill to be a part of that. But you, you're right about the memories going up there. We were up there so often, we even got Beheim to smile once in a while. Oh, that's – and you could pull it off, Coach. Not many can do it. And, you know, I'm in Syracuse doing radio at the time, and I'm at the Garden that day, Coach. So I'm maybe a couple seats over from you, and they were booting us out of the Garden at like 3 in the morning as we're doing our radio show. I mean, that was one of those nights where the bars, you know, for you, Coach, you, you had to maybe uh, make some new arrangements when the game's going into six <laughs> overtime, huh? I, I think one of the, you know, we all have these goofy things we say. I can remember one writer asking me about the night, and I said it was the latest I was out in New York where my wife wasn't mad at me. You know, she knew where she knew where I was. But uh, yeah, we I'm sure we managed something someplace. Uh, fortunately, in New York, you can always find a place with a light on. No, that definitely helps, Coach. And you know, for years you've been a part of the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament. Like when I think of those two, you know, iconic events, you're intertwined in that. And, and coach, I was so happy for you when a couple of years ago, you got the call to work with Jim Nance and to work with Grant Hill. And you guys instantly, you know, you hit it off. And you have this great ability to connect with whoever you are working with, whether it's Ian, whether it's Sean, whether it's Vern, whether it's Gus. But how much did it mean to you 
all these years, and you were doing the number one team on Westwood One, but to do it on CBS, to be doing the Final Four in the National Championship, what did that mean to you? Well, you know, obviously it was a thrill, and, uh, you know, Sean McManus was nice enough to put me in the seat, and, of course, uh, I had worked with Jim his first game at CBS. I did. I think it was 85, and his first studio, I was with him, too. So uh, we go way back. And fortunately, with Grant Hill, uh, I had known Grant from his Duke days. It was folks. And, of course, playing in the NBA, uh, we frequently had him as the guest because he probably had 30 against the Nets, and we usually got the star of the game. So I, I had known him. And you mentioned a bunch of those names. And I think uh, the obvious thing that jumps out to me is you're just talking about really great people who are very talented and realize it's all about team. And what's best for the viewer, you know, nobody's trying to hit a home run. It's just trying to make this game enjoyable for everybody. But uh, I think you're, you know, the, the guy next to you is the key, you know, he's the catalyst, the choreographer, and it stems from him. And I've been blessed to, you know, work with so many great names and great broadcasters that, uh, you know, I, I, I it's, it's, it's been a, a comfort zone for me and, uh, you know, pleasant evening. Coach, obviously, we're dealing with some uncharted waters, right? I mean, the last seven, eight weeks has been as wacky and as weird as it gets. And I was about to go on a plane to Las Vegas tournament week. That's one of my traditions. I go out there from, you know, high noon until maybe about four or five in the morning. I'm on raftery time. I'm out there watching college basketball, making a few wages, having a couple of meals, a few drinks, and away we go. But to not have the NCAA tournament this year, I was crushed. I mean, for you, as you're doing that last game or two at Madison Square Garden, how weird was it? And how weird was it that following week where it's like, wow, it's tournament week. It's one of the best four days in all sports. And I'm stuck at home. Well, I, you know, I, I could temper it with just thinking how all those kids felt. Uh, you know, a lot of them it might be their last games or their career. Uh, just even locally here. When you think of Hofstra getting in it, Seton Hall really having a legitimate shot, Rutgers for the first time since the early 90s, just those three alone, uh, the pain and anguish for those uh, those kids and that program and those fans. So uh, then, then you go, the great stories around the country, could this be Gonzaga's year? Uh, how about Dayton? Well, what, let's see Dayton. We haven't seen them. Uh, you know, San Diego State. And then over, like, Virginia was starting to play well coming down the stretch. I mean, there were so many stories uh, that would have been so enjoyable to follow. Uh, but you just think of all these kids as seniors not not being able to finish their careers. And, and, and let's face it, a lot of them are not going to be NBA players or Europe players. Uh, they were just fine college players, which, uh, you know, is satisfying to them. But to have such closure – uh, when they pulled the rug out, we did the game on the Wednesday night. And then Thursday, I'm, I'm over, I'm in the hotel. We're going to do Thursday night's game at the garden. And all of a sudden halftime, they, it's over. And like one thing led to the other. And goodness, it was just uh, incredible. The, you know, the, the change of, uh, you know, just your feelings, your emotions, uh, you know, the, I never felt sorry for myself. I actually felt very sorry for all these kids who weren't going to get an opportunity. And obviously the health and safety issue is paramount and we can't overlook that. Uh, 
and, and there was a reason why all this turmoil took place. But uh, instead of being, you know, in a situation that's gratifying, uh, these kids are going to, you know, probably lament this the rest of their lives in one way or another. Coach, well said. And obviously you saw the Big East from its infancy start to finish all those years coaching, being a part of it as a broadcaster. And I'll never forget for me as a Syracuse guy, being in the building, the last ever Big East tournament game between Georgetown and Syracuse. And then that final Saturday, and I remember you guys saying it because I went back and watched the broadcast after the fact. It was like the idea of being at a funeral for that Syracuse-Louisville game. You know, you don't think about it at the time. It was a great game. Syracuse, big lead. Louisville comes storming back, and they end up winning a national championship. But what I'm getting at here, Coach, is you look at the Big East after 2013. A lot of people wondered what kind of changes, what kind of shape would the league be in. It's thriving. I mean, NCAA tournament teams galore. I mean, you guys are killing it over at Fox. Are you surprised with the success that the new Big East has had? Well, I think it's it's an exception in college athletics in that it's a basketball-only conference. And I, I think the philosophy of the administration uh, is that this is very important to us. So in their own way, uh, you know, they've been able to be competitive. Uh, you know, the, the investment in the program, uh, the belief in, in the extraordinary importance of this in terms of spirit on campus has uh, just, and they've made nice moves too, you know, with Creighton coming in. And, you know, the interesting thing to me, is DePaul, St. John's, and Georgetown, the three sort of major media markets, and I've said this before, they have not been the top of the, the, the heap here. Uh, you know, they, they, everybody's waiting for them, and, and I think we're going to see some of it, and perhaps locally here with St. John's too, with what Mike's been able to do in a year and from what I'm told about recruiting. Uh, but but I, it doesn't surprise me but it was one of those things uh, the first year, you know, let, let's let's see where we're going with this. But I, I just remember ESPN marrying uh, the Big East back in 79. And the same thing happened with Fox marrying the Big East a few years ago. And, and I, I think that combination of, you know, the support, the foundation, uh, the financial interest, obviously being satisfied uh, and, and just, just got, you know, wonderful coaches getting kids who really want to play. And a lot of these schools attract kids that don't get up in the morning wondering about how our Alabama football team did. You know, they're getting kids who are basketball-oriented players, and uh, they've taken advantage of it. It's really been a wonderful run and satisfying. I mean, they're a power conference. We got the great Bill Rafter. He joins us here on JJ After Dark. And, Coach, I'm sure you get this question 10 zillion times. But for my New York audience, if I don't ask it, they're going to yell at me. They're going to say I'm not doing my job. And I, I got to hear it firsthand from you. You're a part of maybe the most iconic call in the history of college basketball with send it in Jerome. Off the tip of the tongue, I, I mean, Coach, you got to look back on that 20, 30, 35 years after the fact and be – uh. All sorts of proud, my man. I mean, that's an incredible call. <laughs> uh, I have some clothes older than that call, too. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we did a thing with ESPN uh, a few years ago, a roundtable down in Charlotte. 
they had a, a building down there. And uh, in the middle of it, they they came back and they had Jerome Lane on. And I, I was I didn't realize he was going to be piped in. Anyhow, it was a cute couple, you know, five minute deal. And before he finished, he well, one of the things he said, his son didn't think he could play basketball until he saw the tape of send it in Jerome. He figured then he was a great player. And then uh, the other, as he was leaving, he said, Coach, thanks for making me famous. And I said, Jerome, you made me famous uh, with the Senate in Jerome. But, uh, you know, just one of those things that pops into your head. And, again, a lot of the stuff, and I'm sure you're the same way, it's from family, uh, people you hang around with, uh, just the characters in your life. And not necessarily they give you those words, but to be succinct, uh, to get in and out, which is your job as an analyst. Uh, so, an empty barrel sort of spawns some good things once in a while, and that certainly was one of them for me, well, anyhow. Well, Billy, I can tell you when we're on the golf course, this is the best tribute to you from me. When we hit that long putt, onions, baby, onions. I mean, you realize, <laughs> and I'm sure that you get this all the time, uh, the catchphrases, they stick, and, and we love them. You know, like we're watching college basketball games, and you're able in many ways to just put a smile on my face. You know, you hear some of the rafteryisms, and they're incredible. Like, do you ever see people like you're walking around, Coach, and they'll, they'll drop the laundry on the deck or the onions? I mean, I can't get enough of that stuff. Uh, a lot of people do say something. I give them a double take at first. I'm not sure what, they, what they're saying. But, uh, you know, just, you know, working with different guys over the years, you just have a way of, you know, saying something is – get in, get out, and, and making it, make it some sort of a contribution to the broadcast. But, uh, no, I've been blessed with great games, great partners. Uh, I've worked with some wonderful networks. You know, I was for years with ESPN. Now I'm with Fox as well as CBS. And I've been with CBS since 82. So I've been blessed to be involved in that tournament in some way, shape, or form over all those years. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a – it's a pleasant journey those three weeks, and we lost it this year. Let's hope next year will be even better than, than ever, hopefully. Coach, if you take the six-overtime game out of the equation now, and I'm biased. I was there. I'm a Syracuse guy, so that's going to take the cake for me. If there's, like, one memorable game for you in all of your years in broadcasting that stands out maybe above the rest, what would that be? Wow, wow. That, that's it's probably being unfair. So many game winners at the Garden – you know, Ray Allen's game winner and stuff like that. But I, I always hearken back to the beginning of teams that weren't expected to be in the final four. And Vern Lundquist and I were doing George Mason, UConn. And UConn was the heavy favorite to be in the finals again. And this was the first team that you would say was, you know, non-elite uh, that beat, they beat Connecticut. And they went, then it was followed, I think, by Wichita State or two Butlers and a Wichita State, I think, got into the final. And I think that really awakened schools all over the country that when they were starting practice, said, look, we've got a, look, we've got older kids. We've been down the road. we got a chance if we work hard, play together, and, and stick to it. So that one always sort of jumps into my craw. And yet there's so many great buzzer games. I didn't do the Jordan jumper, but I was there. Uh, I had just started, and CBS was nice enough to give me a ticket in New Orleans. And, you know, you fast forward all those years and so many exciting moments that, you know, too innumerable, really. But 
I think that's showing people that, you know, if you just come back to school ready to go, well, we've got a chance here. Obviously, we've got to have some good players, too. But uh, that one jumps out. Coach, final one. And obviously, got to keep this somewhat kosher because you've known this guy forever. And maybe I, uh, I got to dig a little deep when you're talking about this astute golfer and a guy that, you know, it takes some work to get a little charm out of him, get a little smile out of him. What is a Jim Beheim story that is good for air that you can actually share here with our New York audience? Is there one that, like, you vividly remember? And I'm sure you got thousands, but, like, if there's one, like, what would you keep going back to? Uh, you know, he's truly a great guy with a wonderful sense of humor, believe it or not. I always say he keeps it well hidden. Uh, you know, Jay Billis remembers all of them, and he brought up one one night we were up at – uh, he only went out after he won. By the way, PJ, I think, lost like 20 games in a row to him. They went out to dinner every night. And PJ finally beat Syracuse when he was at Seton Hall. And Jimmy wouldn't go out with him that night, <laughs> which tells you what a competitor he is. But uh, this youngster came over and asked Jimmy for an autograph in the middle of dinner. And Jimmy never looked at him, signed the, uh, the, the, the little piece of paper. And the youngster walked away. And I, I said, Jimmy... Could you just shake his hand? Just say hello, give him a smile, you know. But uh, he's just—he's just got a great way about him that we always enjoy. He can take a punch and he can throw it. But uh, that—that's that, one that comes to mind. He's just a, a unique guy that just gets good players, makes them better, and wins. I mean, it's just incredible what he's been able to do. Coach, when you're in Syracuse, and hopefully at some point you're doing a game in Syracuse, where's the meal and where's the post-game beverage? What is the Bill Raftery go-to for a Syracuse game? Wow. I haven't been up there in a while. So Which I, is a travesty, I really might I add, Bill. I miss you yeah, up in we, the Qs. That's where you there. belong. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy got a couple of new places, but, uh, oh, geez, I can't even come up. The, the place we used to go to, uh, the spaghetti place, then we went out to the circle. I can't remember the name. That was his new place, right around the Carrier Circle. But uh, the name of the place escapes me. I haven't been there in seven years now. You're really challenging me. No, it changes. Coach, listen, I was there last year, and it's like campus has dramatically changed. But hopefully, you know, we could work it out where, you know, there's like a non-conference Georgetown-Syracuse game, and Bill Raftery, like old times, is doing a game at the Carrier Dome. Coach, you are the best. I, I can't tell you enough how much joy you bring college basketball fans on a day-in and day-out basis. This was a throw for me. Continued success. Stay safe. And I know come November, God willing, you'll be back where you belong behind the mic doing some hoops. Uh, thanks, thanks for the nice words, Sean. I really appreciate it. Take there you have it. That's God the great Bill Raftery. What a spot. What a guy. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.